From Real Ghost Stories Online.com, I'm Tony Bruschi, and welcome to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Thank you so much for joining us, wherever it may be. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or one of the many other platforms that our show is broadcast on every single week. We thank you so much for finding our show, joining us, subscribing, pressing that subscribe button. That means the world to us. More than 10,000 of you have already done that on YouTube. And that is awesome. More than 10,000 subscribers there. I wish we could know the subscriber number over on iTunes. That'd be wonderful. I know Stitcher's going up there. Uh, it's not near the 10,000 mark there yet, but uh, iTunes, I know we have a lot of them. But they don't tell you those statistics. Get a lot of numbers that we can tell a lot of folks you are listening to us uh, on iTunes. And of course, we thank you very much for doing just that of course on itunes if you would help us climb those charts we really do appreciate that some star ratings there some uh, some comments in the uh the review section very very much appreciated if you've already done that uh, if you have not please do so if you like the show we'd love to uh, to get a little love from you that helps us grow that helps us get more stories in every single week and uh, it's all around a win-win because it helps us do a better show for you uh, every single every single week here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Got some great letters in this week, and I'm really excited to share these with you. If you have a real ghost story, of course, share it with us. Press the uh, tell us your ghost story button at realghoststoriesonline.com. Write in your story, and we may share it on a future episode of the show. Let's go right into our... Uh, our first letter. This uh, is one that uh, comes into us from a lady named Irene. Irene writes, I have so many stories to share, but I'll start first with my own personal ones. When I was younger, I never really thought about the things that would happen because I grew up hearing about all the strange things that happened to all of my aunts and uncles. So anything that happened to me wasn't thought of as too abnormal. I guess at the end, you might end up thinking, it is my family that is haunted by who or what I don't know. I do believe in witchcraft. When I was younger, we had two sisters from Mexico staying with us for a while as a favor to one of my uncles on my father's side. My mom ended up hating it because one was a kept woman for my uncle and she always thought the other was after my father. My mother would get her cards read by someone, and they told her they were trying to get my dad and end up with our house. So they were practicing a form of magic. My mother went to their rooms when they were out and put holy water around them and on the wall by the head of their beds and put crosses of holy water without their knowledge. When they return, they move their beds from the area. I tell you this as a backstory to what eventually happened to me. Eventually, they ended up leaving, but things were never quite the same. We all grew to hate that house, and my mom eventually left my father. Now, to what happened to me, this was a bit before they left, and I have no way of explaining it, but I think it was due to something they did. I was depressed at the time, and I always remember... That time is always being surrounded by darkness. I was in the bathroom. I don't remember why or how I got there because I didn't need to use it, but I was standing in front of the mirror, right in the middle, 
but instead of my reflection, there was a different woman. Let me just describe myself so you can see how it differed. I was about 14 years old at the time, and I'm Hispanic, have fair skin, and my hair was blonde at the time. The image in the mirror was skeletal thin, wearing what appeared to be a white hospital-like gown. She appeared older than me, obviously, and had purple-like skin, like her entire body was covered in bruises, and she had straight, long black hair. The entire mirror was blurry, almost like it was looking through a mist or was wrapped But the bathroom hadn't been used. There was no reason for the fogginess. It was only like that in the mirror in that room. I felt transfixed like I couldn't tear my eyes away from the image. But at that same time, I couldn't comprehend it wasn't me there. I grabbed a razor and cut my arm. I don't know why, but it shocked me to see how deep it was. I was bleeding a lot. As soon as I saw what I had done, it was like I was in control again. I had never seen this woman again or felt taken over again, but it was by far the scariest thing to happen to me. After that, I'm not sure how long, but we eventually moved out to where my older brother and father stayed in that house. Somehow, I ended up living there again, but only me and my older brother were living there, and while I don't remember being terrified while my brother was around... I was scared to be alone. I have always had sleeping problems. My brother worked late delivering pizzas, so while I would be alone, I could hear voices talking. I know I might sound crazy, but it was only when I was at that house. Our house was not near enough to hear the neighbors, and we couldn't hear them very well. The voices never sounded like they came from the side where the neighbors were. I always heard them coming from the ceiling. While I know we had space up there, I never went up there. I remember always spending lots of time just listening to these voices. I'd be standing about or lying in bed, just looking up, and while they sounded like someone talking normally to you in the same room, and clear to this day, I don't know what was being said, like if it was in a different language. I just could never quite catch what they were saying. I don't know what language it was, but not one that I've heard. And I studied German, Russian, Japanese, and heard many others like Korean, Chinese, French, Italian, and so on, because languages interest me a lot. One time I was walking to the kitchen to get some water. I had to stop in the hall because... All of a sudden, I felt terrified. When I looked into the kitchen, under the table, there was a solid black mass with bright red eyes just watching me. I was terrified and couldn't move a muscle. I just kept staring at it. The room was not dark because I had the hall light on and it lit up the part of the kitchen where our table was. I eventually managed to back away. And well, let's just say I stopped going to get water alone after that. Another time, I was with my family about to head out. I went to use the restroom. Everyone else was already waiting in the car. I was in the restroom, and I heard my dresser drawers opening and closing, making banging sounds. I kind of got scared, so I quickly ran out and ran outside. Mind you, this was right after hearing the sounds. No one was in the house but me, or I would have seen them when I ran out. 
and our drawers are made of very heavy wood, so it's not easy to simply open and slam them. At the time something happened, it was a bit after my grandmother passed away. She lived about 15 minutes away from us in another city. I wanted to go out with a friend to stay the night at her house, and my mother was telling me no. She was laying in bed, and I tried to get her to say yes. Sat next to her. I don't know why I even said anything, but I said, please, if Grandma thinks it's okay, then she'll turn off the lights, and they turned off. Got a bit scared because they actually did. My mom said I didn't have to be scared, and it was my grandma. She would turn them back on, which they suddenly did. The light wasn't faulty, and no one turned them off because the door to the room was closed. These things all happened at the same house where I grew up. When I had already moved out, they continued with different experiences and always in the rooms I occupied. It was always seeming to me that they followed me even if I switched rooms with family members. It always followed. Another time, my mom had been in the hospital. She ended up being there about three months. Well, I was with my sister and I was driving back from visiting my mom. It was about three in the afternoon, and it was really bright and sunny like it always is in Texas. While driving on the expressway, I was about three car lengths behind a jeep. There wasn't that much traffic. And I slowed because I saw a figure I thought was a man at first walking on the side of the road towards traffic, so I thought I would slow in case he decided to try to cross the expressway in front of me, only to see the figure head straight into the jeep in front of me. I'd even told my soldier, my sister, to look, he's about to get hit, but she didn't see anything. And when the jeep in front of me didn't even break or swerve and the figure didn't appear after entering the jeep, I realized there wasn't a man actually there. It was a solid black figure that I, could, that I couldn't see through in broad daylight. Fast to be human walking on the side of the road. It's not flat terrain where we were. The figure went smoothly, almost like gliding on the side of the road. Now I know that was a lot and this is getting long, so I'll try to just list some stories my aunts, uncles, and mom have told me had happened to them when they were young. I'm going to pause here for just one second. Yes, it does sound like your family may be haunted. It does. It does very much sound like that. What's disturbing is about this is a lot of these things you're, you're sharing in the story sound like dark entities. They don't sound like Casper the Friendly Ghost, as I like to say when you have the friendly entities. Anytime you hear those black masses that you can't see through, things following you around, those are not ever very good. Continuing on with the letter. Number one, my mom said while she was young, riding a bike, trying to catch up to siblings and friends that were going to race, she cut across an old alley. She was stopped by some kind of a tall bush and saw a tiny man that was hideous looking, who had green, wrinkly old skin, almost blackish with long nails. The man was hidden under the bush and held out a hand to her with his pointer finger out pointing to the ground. She got scared and ran off. Other stories, my aunts were teens and wanted to go out with their boyfriends to drive around. My grandmother told them no and stepped out with a family member telling them to stay home. They decided to sneak out. 
with her boyfriends and drove around and ended up at a park called Dead Man's Park, such as between two cemeteries. While hanging around, they saw a devil-like creature in the tree that was half man, half horse. Their boyfriends ended up leaving scared in the car and they had to run home. When they told my grandmother, she simply told them that they shouldn't have snuck out in the first place and they wouldn't have seen the creature. One of my aunts works at a company in Mexico. She writes as she goes into another story. So every day she travels there at about five or six in the morning. One day driving there, while still in the U.S., she came across a giant bird, and I mean a giant, like a six foot tall, had a big red eyes. It was in the road. It was curved. When it came into view... She said it caught her eye and everything went into super slow motion and before she hit it, it flapped its wings and took off. When it brought its wings down, it made a loud sound. Since it had so much force, it supposedly has been seen by others. And there's an author from Brownsville that wrote about the giant bird seen by many people. Mind you, it was a different city and date, but still a general area around the Rio Grande Valley. There are more, but... Well, just too many. From when they are younger, so I'll finish with more current stories from the current house that is definitely haunted that I currently occupy. The same aunt from uh, above lives with my other aunt and two uncles in a five-bedroom house they all share. We always go over, and it's usually where we have our get-togethers, just hang out watching horror movies or playing bingo. When we're having a barbecue, it's usually one of my uncles that cooks while we're all inside. Well, apparently, him and another uncle were outside when they said a giant black figure that was not human glided in front of the yard and on top of the tree down to the ground and towards the cars, eventually going under one. It was near the side of the house towards the back of it. They got very scared and didn't even want to voice what they saw until several weeks after they saw it, but both saw the same thing and knew they saw it. At the same time, it's been seen by others a time or two. Sounds like your family is plagued by something very dark. At the same house, my aunts, one of my uncles, who was always just shrugging off any incidents that happened, and the, the house is nothing so that she did end up experiencing something that scared him and finally was able to admit the house might be haunted. One night, when he awoke to use a restroom, as he always does, he heard and saw something unexplained. Now, as a bit more back info, I have to tell you, he says he doesn't turn off lights and leaves the door open as my other aunts and uncles each have their own restrooms connected to their rooms and no one else lives there. I heard a loud chanting right by the door of the restroom, which is right next to my aunt's room that he couldn't understand. He was terrified he didn't leave the restroom till the end, till he ended. And since then, he leaves holy artifacts lit in the restroom to this day. Well, he might have thought nothing of it. Well, it dinner, my aunt's girlfriend mentioned having been awoken at night, terrified, and felt a strong presence, like a strong wind coming from down the street and going into the house from the front door to the living room and stopping right at the door 
their room like it wanted to enter but couldn't. It was strange chanting could be heard. It eventually stopped, but it frightened her enough to try to wake my aunt, but she was sound asleep and wouldn't wake. They both heard it, so he realized it wasn't just him. I'm sorry I've rambled on and on, and sadly this is just a tiny bit of the strange things that have happened to me and my family. So it can be simply a coincidence, or it's really my entire family that is haunted or simply sensitive to things. Maybe I'll share more stories at a future time. Thank you for reading my story. You're welcome, and thank you for writing that long letter and sharing all of those stories with me. Uh, I guess if I'm going to be a, a ghost doctor and diagnose this, it does sound like your family has uh, something following it. Something dark following it. Leads me to wonder what what originated these things to begin following your family. Usually they have to be invited in, especially these dark entities. That is, I guess, something we've learned a little bit of by doing this show, that a lot of times something has to invite them in. Getting them to go away is a whole other story, but inviting them in is key, so I'm really wondering what initially that was. If it goes back generations, or can it follow a family generations in based on what someone did 50 to 100 years ago? I really wonder. That's an interesting thought right there. If you have a real ghost story, please share it with us. Go to our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Click the Tell Us Your Ghost Story button. We would love to hear your ghost story. And of course, please subscribe to the show. Uh, That helps us grow. Uh, So click that subscribe button on iTunes, on Stitcher, on YouTube, wherever you may be listening to us. Uh, And also leave us us a little uh, little feedback or, or some stars, if you will, on iTunes especially there that helps other folks find the show helps us grow in the charts and uh, helps us uh, get more ghost stories to share with you guys our next letter comes here from nicole nicole writes in when i was growing up i had many paranormal experiences as did both of my younger brothers my cousin and even a few of my childhood friends also had paranormal experiences Most of these experiences seem to revolve around my family, and most of them, I feel, could be tied to a single entity. My brothers, cousins, and I have always referred to this entity as the Shadow Man. The first time I saw the Shadow Man, I was four. My youngest brother was just an infant, and we shared a room. I slept on the bottom mattress of a bunk bed on one side of the room, and my brother slept in a crib on the other side of the room. It was at night and I was trying to sleep when suddenly I saw a figure behind the bars of my brother's crib. The figure was extremely dark. You could not see through it. It was in the shape of a person. It had glowing red eyes. And as I looked at it, it began to make its way out of the area behind the crib. This is when I began to get really scared. As the figure made its way from behind the crib, I noticed it was in a wheelchair. Its neck was broken, and it was convulsing. I threw the cover over my head and eventually fell asleep. Throughout the rest of my childhood, until I was about 17, my brothers, my cousin, and people surrounding us, and I would see this entity. Whenever we would walk down the hallway and go to the bathroom, we would run because we always felt like that it was chasing us. At night as a child, I would sometimes sneak out of my room and get snacks from the kitchen. Eventually, I stopped doing this because I would see the shadow man's eyes staring out at me from underneath my chair at the kitchen table. 
When my friends would spend the night, we'd go get snacks, they'd see the eyes too. As a teenager, my friends and I would sometimes sneak out of the house in the middle of the night and explore our neighborhood. Multiple times when we were walking around, we would turn and quickly return to my house as we would see the shadow man standing outside on the sides of the house that weren't ours. The shadow man would just stand there before starting to creep out, creep us out, creep out into the road. Growing up, the shadow man would enter our dreams. One of my brothers suffered from night terrors for most of his childhood. He would often have very vivid dreams of the shadow man where he would have to fight him. Or which the shadow man would be taking over the world with demons or other shadow beings. He'd often jump up, still asleep, and run screaming into my bedroom for protection. Even when my brothers would spend the night at my cousin's house, and even when my cousin came to visit my family after we moved to another state, we'd still run into the shadow man. My cousin would even see the shadow man running next to his car when he would drive places at night. The last time I saw the shadow man, I was 17. I've not seen him in about three years. My cousin, one from childhood friends, and I decided one night to go swimming in the community pool of the neighborhood nearby. We snuck into the gated community and started swimming in the pool until suddenly the security light blew. We all froze, confused in the dark, and then we saw the shadow man move us from the security light, or move in front of the security light. We jumped out of the pool, ran to my cousin's car, driving away as quickly as possible. I've read many things on the internet about shadow people and people seeing them, but it is still unknown exactly what they are. I've not seen the Shadow Man in many years, and I'm very glad about that. Thank you for writing in and sharing your story about the Shadow Man. It's interesting. We get so many letters from so many people, and there's a common theme to many of them with a dark entity that's not doing anything good, it tends to be always described the same way. A dark figure that you can't see through darker than night with the glowing red eyes. These are people that are not related. They're not in any way associated with each other. They're from all different corners of the world. But these phenomena are being seen and heard and experienced by all these people with the same sort of stories. You have to think there's something else out there going on than what we know or understand. And like that, that's the mindset that I have when I go into doing this show is I don't profess to know what these things are, why they're there, other than a basic acknowledgement that there is something going on. The who, why, what, and where is what we try and figure out by sharing these stories. But again, we walk away with more questions more times than not. If you have a real ghost story, we'd love to write into us. Just go to our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Click the Tell Us Your Ghost Story button and share your ghost story. And of course, please subscribe if you've not done so yet. Maybe it's your first time listening to the show. You're hearing our stories. 
If you like the show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. We try and get these shows out to you as frequently as we can. One more letter on today's episode. This comes to us from uh, D. Mayville. D. writes in, Hello, I'd like to uh, first say it's nice to see that, such a, uh, that a gentleman such as yourself has taken time off your busy schedule to devote to this field of study. Though finding out more of the natural forces that echo into our own environment, and in this case, have a dose of dramatic impact on people's lives. I find it rather important. A friend of mine researches for a group and did inform me of your show. And after listening to it, I feel compelled to share whatever insight our group can do on this matter. You may reach me if you wish for any matter you feel applicable. My first experience is, is of an apparition that happened November 12, 2001 at 11.45 p.m. at what was my new home at the time. Being 10 and far from an easily influenced person, I understand completely what I saw after investigating and following up on my experience that I recorded to scientific understanding and come to my outcome of authenticity. I was awoken by a sharp feeling of fear. To hear nothing but to see the door, the doorway from my room that lay three and a half meters from my eyesight. Nothing partially was observed, but I knew better. In my young life, one thing I learned for certain was never doubt your instincts, so I observed my surroundings further. I adopted, or my adopted mother was on the couch sleeping noticeable to her snoring at a usual interval and pitch as was expected and my adopted father was on the other side of the wall at my headboard exactly five and a half meters from me after observing this something was seen from the corner of my eye and what I saw was astounding a full body apparition seen almost walking but not having the general impact on the floor feeling absolutely frozen with fear and paralyzed from it I turned to look at my general direction and continued to the next room where it seemed to vanish. The next day I was taking down everything in a journal to hopefully render a future response at a later time. I compared the picture I drew of a face and found out that it was the exact likeness to what was the original owner of the building of that first section of the home, the section I was in. The funny thing was, he was not dead fact is a spirit is a living conscious mind of the person that is not impartial to time but suspended in space within time due to the vessel or body that it inhibits however if when separated from that vessel it's pulled into time that is the impartial space that echoes within space at any given time however my assumption was dead however this is not always necessary. Astral Project, a very real phenomenon, though poorly understood by the general public, partly for the factor of frauds and or scientists not knowing a lot about it to to comment on it and all of its factors, does both occur when one is sleeping due to the body being tired and mind being restless or controlled concisely through meditative states, but due to the person being asleep, not being able to determine 
what our projections of their imagination or outside influences simply assume it's all a dream. This is what my experience has been marked up to. But to prove it, our group is in the process of running voluntary experiments to understanding it more. Thank you for your time and letting me share my experiences with you. Thank you for writing in. I do appreciate you sharing that with me. That's an interesting concept of spirits uh, being out there or energies being out there, going through walls, going through spaces, and those, I shouldn't say spirits, those entities not being dead. That's a very interesting concept. It almost makes you wonder then, can you do that or are you doing that when you're dreaming? Have you ever had a dream where you wake up in your dream? Your dream, you're waking up and you're in your current surrounding and you get up and you start doing stuff and then suddenly you realize you're dreaming and then you wake up and you're back in your bed? I wonder if that could be the case of almost what he was describing there where if anyone had been in the room or in the area where you are actually moving around, if someone would see your figure when it is just your energy moving around but you're really still alive, still in your body. That's interesting to, to think about too with all sorts of hauntings and ghosts and poltergeist activity of is that necessarily, does a ghost or what we know as a ghost have to be dead? Can it be the energy of a living individual being projected into other areas other than one's body? That's another area we go into on this show where we go, okay, that opens up a whole other ball of wax and a whole other set of questions that I don't think a lot of us were expecting to, uh, to ask or to go into. Because it's not what you think of when you think it goes. You think dead, you know? Does it always have to be dead? You know? Interesting stuff. That could be a topic for a whole other show. That does it for this episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe to our show. Press the subscribe button if you've not done so already. And please do share the show with a friend. Once the episode ends... Go to iTunes, give us some stars if you would. Do a little review action there, we'd really appreciate that. Share us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, pin the show. Helps us grow, helps us get more followers, and we sincerely appreciate all that you do to help us grow this little thing we call Real Ghost Stories Online. So until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening. <laughs>